Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you Chapter 95 of Radiance, my original Fallout fan fiction. As always, I do hope you can like, share, and subscribe to this wherever you can, either on fanfiction.net, archiveofourown.org, or even at my own website, ghostnobody.com. All your comments and reasons are always welcome here, and I always enjoy reading them to see what you're thinking about it. And if you do go to ghostnobody.com, check out Storm Rider, my original tale about magical realms and fantasies and dragons and all sorts of cool stuff like that. So if that appeals to you, check it out. And also, while you're at ghostnobody.com, check out the Ghostly Link section. Pick yourself up a copy of Mortis, my original novel, for sale on both Amazon and on Smashwords. Help support me, keep me doing what I love, bringing unlikely and alien romance stories to you good people. So, without any further ado... Let's get on with the show, shall we? Oh, but first, the usual legal disclaimer. I don't own Fallout or anything to do with it. That's all the realm of Bethesda and uh, their ilk. I just keep the crazy tales for myself. Now, before we get on with the show, I do feel like I should offer a warning here. Or, shall we say, a trigger warning. This chapter contains some rather unpleasant scenes regarding things like sexual abuse, rape, etc., so, this is a fair warning to anybody's sensitive disposition. If those are not your thing, then I don't suggest listening, because this one can get rather intense. So, this one is a fair warning here. If that's not your thing, then I suggest you skip this chapter. Otherwise, for everybody else, let's get on with the show. Chapter 95. Aftermath and Clarity. Adam's heart was pounding through his chest like a super mutant was trying to beat its way out through his rib cage from the inside with a rocket-powered sledgehammer. Jewel had wasted zero time getting to work on him after her little declaration and had made him stoop so she could work on his head with her feather wash and was currently working his surprisingly long and dexterous fingers through the strands and raking his scalp gently. Your fur is surprisingly soft and well-kept. This makes me happy. It shows that my servant takes his own care and hygiene very seriously and knows the importance of appearance, she said from behind him. The Brotherhood at its heart is a military organisation and good hygiene and personal care is part of good discipline, mistress, he said softly. Jewel squeezed his head gently on both sides. I agree wholeheartedly. A good soldier should always be presentable and neat. They should be a reflection of what the very best of their people has to offer. She replied, resuming her scrubbing, before unceremoniously dumping a pot of water over his head to wash the excess feather wash out of his hair. Her fingers worked very quickly as she moved down onto his shoulders and upper back. She didn't appear to be using any kind of tool to work and he could feel her bare hands gliding over his exposed flesh. Hmm. Human skin is so fascinating. So soft and yet with light patches of fur here and there. It adds an almost coarse quality to it. And your blood is hot as well, which feels nice to the touch, she said, and Adam really couldn't think how to respond to that, so he just remained silent as she worked her way down on his lower back. Stand up, she commanded as she reached the water's edge at his waist, so Adam complied and Jewel immediately resumed her work, even before the water had finished cascading off his skin and he couldn't help but gasp as he felt her fingers run over his rear end. Because she was behind him, 
Adam couldn't see the smirk that lit Jewel's face at his reaction to her touches there. She knew that males of her kind were real sensitive about their tail feathers, and most didn't like anyone to touch them. But this male didn't have tail feathers, or plumage, in the way that hers did. So she didn't exactly have to worry about that, now did she? As she looked down, she could see the dimples in each of his buttocks. And she quite liked the way they grew deeper as he flexed them in order to resist her probing fingers that were currently creasing the gap between them. She almost chuckled as she thought of him trying to resist her, but at the same time it was kind of sent a flush of heat southwards into her womanhood again, which had given her a mind-blowing orgasm that his fingers had induced in her earlier and was still boiling hot and rearing to go. Once again the little voice of reason reared its head and tried to remind her not to take this too far. It tried to remind her that not only were they two different species but he was a servant, that he was in a position of weakness given that he had no choice but to follow her orders, and to make him do certain things against his will was still blatantly wrong. She tried to remind this voice of reason that basically everything he was currently doing was against his will. As a prisoner, he had only been granted his life on the condition that he served her, and catered to her every whim and want. At least with these things he could not only get something out of it, but he could make her happy as well, which was... To be fair, the entire point of his being now, and purpose right now too. As she imagined having her once power enemy powerless against her wants and advances, another rush of heat and lust flared inside her, adding more fuel to the already burning fire, which added to the thick fog of lust that was now clouding her mind. She actually began to trace this feeling back to when she first seen him sitting in his cell. When she'd first set eyes upon him, his awake and alert form, she'd gotten a bit of a shock. She'd never actually imagined a human being being beautiful. This was a feeling that was only magnified and compounded, but when she'd seen him in all of his glory for the first time in the tailor's shop, and she couldn't help but look him over, and by the way the girls in the shop had acted, she wasn't the only one who was getting surprised by the beauty of human males. And now... He was in the bathtub with him. Having felt the incredible delights of his powerful and dexterous fingers all through her feathers and over her skin, they had brought her delight she had seldom known in her lifetime, something that she had no choice before but to perform for herself, as no male of her kind had ever bothered to try and focus on her pleasures and wants. But he had made it seem almost effortless. It was like he instinctively knew exactly what to touch, and when, just to send her into a tizzy. Then there was the intoxicating feeling of having such power over such a powerful and destructive creature. Humans, as a species, were feared by all creatures, large and small, for their unparalleled destructive nature and power. And here she was, with one of theirs under her control. Oh, to tame him, to bring him to heel to serve her wants, her needs and her demands. It was beginning to feel a bit like a drug, one that she was swiftly getting hooked on. Adam gasped and winced as he felt Jules' fingers brushing over his arsehole. He really hoped she wasn't going to try and stick a finger up there like he had for her. Though, to be fair, he hadn't meant to do that in the first place. She'd kind of made that happen when he'd been cleaning the outside and she'd simply push back onto him, forcing his finger inside. 
A second later, his fear was realised and compounded by a sharp pain slapped him, and he felt a finger pierce him. He couldn't help but yelp and let out a yelp of pain and surprise. He tried to pull away, but she had her other hand clamped on his hip, now holding him in place. Stay still, or this will hurt, she commanded, but it was already too late for that, and he felt a throbbing pain from his rear, and he did not like it one bit. His mind began to swirl as a part of him screamed from at the very least to tell her that she was hurting him, while another worn, warring with it screamed that if he let on that he was in pain, he would appear unmasculine and weak. It was like a never-ending cycle in his mind, and he really didn't know where to turn now. This time the voice that protested won out. That, that hurts, mistress, he stammered in a small and incredibly quiet whisper. But she seemed to catch it, as he felt her probing finger stop moving inside him. He felt absolutely fucking terrible now, as he'd said it. It was like the words were water lapping against the beach of his masculinity, eroding it with their very presence and existence. Jewel had been so caught up with the sensations of having her finger buried in the, to the second knuckle in such a sensitive and intimate place that she had no idea he truly didn't like it until he'd actually spoken. She thought that his attempt to pull away was nothing more than a bit of playful resistance, which, if anything, had made her want to do it all the more. Like realising a battle and overcoming a foe to emerge victorious, the intoxicating feeling of victory at her fingertips, quite literally in this case. But when she'd heard him speak in such a quiet whisper that the fog of her lust had very nearly droned it out, it had given that little voice of reason a boost when it had shouted at her to stop what she was doing, that it was not fair to cause him pain, for he had done no such thing to her. Of course, she had not actually meant to cause him pain. She'd merely wished to explore on such an intimate and forbidden thing and the very taboo nature of it had driven her forward regardless of her inner voices warning her against it. Hell, she could actually barely remember sliding her finger in inside him to begin with at this point. But boy, she could remember the feeling of his flesh surrounding her, the heat, the softness of the suction on it. Those things were as clear as glass to her fog-filled mind. But her honour still had a little sway in her mind, however little it was at this point and she withdrew her finger from his arsehole and quickly rinsed it in the water before, without an apology, she continued to wash him down. If he did not like this one place, then she was sure there was others that she could find that he would like, and there was still so much more left to explore. Somehow Adam never expected an apology, but he had been hopeful for the fact that she She'd not even muttered a word of sorry to him, actually hurt him inside. A hurt that was compounded by the sharp, burning throg from back there that served now as a reminder of the situation he was now in, fully. Hell, he was just glad that she'd actually listened, because if she'd chosen to ignore him, there would have been fuck all he could have done about it, except for weather it. And to be fair, that made him feel really sad. Joel finished his back and swiftly moved around to his front, and Adam wondered if he should try to hide the throbbing erection that was still burning between his legs, left over from when he'd been touching and admiring her body, let alone pleasuring her. But given 
the dedication to him being truthful and honest. He figured it probably wouldn't do much except piss her off. So he simply left it be and weathered the embarrassment. As she stood before him now, he kept catching sight of her eyes and there was an intensity to them that kind of worried him. She'd struck him as an honourable being who took the feelings of others into account when making her decisions. But given the way she seemed to be staring at him now with such a laser focus, he began to wonder if he was seeing a completely different side to her. She was not rough as she worked her way over the front of his chest and shoulders, though. Though, as she did, she seemed absolutely fascinated by his nipples again. She kept running her fingers over them and playing with them, seemingly delighting in the little twitches and involuntary reactions, even from the lightest touch that evoked from him. And he couldn't deny that it wasn't exactly pleasant, wasn't unpleasant at this point. Why do human males have these? she asked. And he did not know if the question was actually aimed at him or a rhetorical one, so he chose to answer it anyway. As I said before, mistress, they're vestigial. They serve no real purpose for us, he said softly. But they are still sensitive. I can tell from the way you flinch and twist when I touch them, she said, lightly flicking the right one with her fingertip, seemingly delighting in the way he flinched as she did. They're full of nerves even if they don't do anything. I don't make my skin or biology, I simply have to live in it, mistress. He said, and she actually laughed at that and nodded. And wear it you very well you do, my servant. Very well indeed, if I do say so myself. She said with a deep husky pant or voice that sent a surprising shiver down his spine. Um, thank you, mistress, he said softly as he felt her hands moving down his chest and onto his abdominals. She seemed to really like the clefts and channels that ran down between his muscles of his abdomen. Not only did she run her fingers down them as she washed them, but after she rinsed them off, she actually leaned in and ran the tip of her beak down between them, making him gasp as he imagined the super-sharp tip digging into his flesh. But that's when he felt an odd tickling sensation that took him a moment to realise that she was actually licking his flesh. She was actually running her tongue down the clefts of his muscles. Hmm, your skin is so soft. Why do you taste so sweet? Jewel growled softly, nipping at his flesh and making him wince as he felt the light pinch of her sharp beak, which left little red marks in her wake. And given that he'd really had no answer to this question, he simply chose to remain silent. That's when Jewel moved on to his legs, seemingly deliberately avoiding his manner as she moved down. But he could see her staring at it, and she was licking her beak and gently clacking it as she sized him up. As she washed his legs, her eyes and that intense stare of hers never left his manhood for a single second. He could see her running her eyes up and down it from root to tip repeatedly. As she washed his legs so quickly that her hands were basically a blur, once she was done, he saw her reaching for his manhood and actually noticed a slight tremor to her fingers. And he found himself wondering, was it excitement or was it nerves? Why did he have to be so beautiful? Why in the name of hell did a human of all things have to be so beautiful? Why did his skin have to taste so sweet and feel so soft? Why did his manhood have to be so fucking appealing? And why was it not only drawing her eyes, but her hands like a moth towards a flame? 
Surely the moth knew it was dangerous, that it would be death to touch it. But she shouldn't, still couldn't help it. She yearned to touch it, to feel it. But it was more than that. She yearned to possess it, to control it, to make it an instrument of her pleasure that would sate her desire and hers alone, to be a unique pleasure that she could indulge in whenever she, her desire was up. And that's when it hit her. She already did. This was a part of him, of her human, of her human servant. And she owned him now. She controlled him now. Every breath was an extension of her will for him to take it. And by that logic, surely every part of this beautiful and masculine body of his was now hers by right, wasn't it? And also by that logic, she had the right to indulge herself in him whenever she liked. In his actions, his attentions, she could make him an instrument of her desire and her pleasure whenever she wanted, just at a whim. That little revelation sent a glittering sparkle through her entire being. She knew that technically it was considered taboo to lay down with a human, but it wasn't like she was giving herself up to him truly now, was it? No, it would be she who was in control of this. But would he be not only who served her, but strove to please her? And by that logic, that beautiful body of his was hers by right. And she was going to do whatever she wanted to it, and to him. Adam gasped as Jewel gripped his manhood tightly in her hand, and his eyes widened as she leaned in and very gently nipped the tip of his foreskin with the tip of her beak, pinching it, and to his sheer surprise sending a spark of pleasure through him. This, and everything that connected to it, belongs to me now, and I'm going to do everything I want with it. And to it, do you understand? She said in a controlled but very surprisingly husky voice. Adam swallowed hard and nodded his head. He didn't like it one bit. But again, what fucking choice did he have? If he resisted her, it would most likely result in him losing his life. And not in a pleasant or painless manner either. Say it, she demanded. I... I understand, mistress. I belong to you, and you will do with me what you want, and with me, he said, feeling like the words were gravel in his mouth. Good boy, she said, giving his manhood a squeeze, that while a tiny bit painful, wasn't all that bad. Loyalty and obedience are given rewards. Disloyalty and disobedience are given punishment. Now, given how different this is from one of my kind you will show me how it works show me how you would please yourself but let me be very clear on this you are not to pleasure yourself now or ever that will be my decision on whether you get it or not she said very firmly making adam's heart sink so fucking low felt like he was trying to burrow out of his body through the soles of his feet but still he obeyed her he reached down and took hold of his manhood, gripping it in a closed fist, and he began to pump it until she took it away from him, and began to copy his movements with her own hands while the other one came up to cradle his balls, rolling them around in her hand. All pretense of washing him was now gone. This was her living out her fantasy and passions 
and nothing more. Adam began to worry about just how far she was going to take this. How far would she be willing to go to live out her fantasies at his expense? And worse still, what kind of state would he be in afterwards? The weirdest thing was what scared him the most was the actual fear of him actually liking and enjoying it. Jewel pressed her entire body against his right side as she continued to pump his manhood in her tightly clenched fist. She was so completely fixated on it, especially since she discovered the outer skin peel back to reveal a super-sensitive tip hidden beneath it. Humans have such an odd shape. A large head, no sheath, no protection. All exposed and ready for the taking. She said as she moved herself around his back and brought her left arm around his waist in order to take hold of his balls again. She was playing with him like one of those old executive stress relief toys he kept seeing in bombed out offices. Just rolling them around and squeezing them. Though thankfully she wasn't doing it hard enough to be painful. But it still sent prickles of vulnerability and fear down his spine. Adam had never felt so fucking vulnerable in his life as he did in that exact moment. Having his most sensitive part in her hands and knowing that she had more than enough power in her muscles to end his life as a man in a single movement if she so desired, it was truly a both humbling and relatively terrifying experience right at its core. Adam didn't know if it was the constant motion that she never let up for a moment, or possibly the fear heightening his senses and sensitivity, but eventually he found himself not being able to hold back. His hips began to pump his manhood into a fist, but a slight pressure, more pressure on his balls put a stop to that right quick, as did the words that followed them. Ah, ah, ah. Nope. I'm in control here. It happens if I wanted to, and only if I wanted to. Not one second before. Understand? She said in a husky but commanding voice that he swore he heard a hint of cruelty to as she stopped her motions dead sending a wave of what actually felt like desperation through him. But was he desperate to finish, or desperate for this to be over? His mind was so fucking muddled up at this moment he couldn't tell any more. Yes, mistress, he stammered, hating himself all the more as the words tumbled out of his lips. His body was fighting his pride, something fierce here. It's like she'd managed to strike all the right fucking nerves to create a wave after wave of pure frenzy, with her fluffy and soft-feeling hand on him, but at the same time his pride was demanding he fight back, to hold on as long as he wanted, not she, just not to not just come at all, so he could begin to fend this off, trying the most, most unarousing things he could think of in order to try and prolong this, hold and to try, possibly, to break hers over him. And it did work, for a time, as she resumed her torturous assault on his manhood. It felt like she was trying to pull his very soul from his body, to leave him with absolutely fucking nothing left of himself to call his own. It was like she wanted to possess and control the very fabric of his being. But little did he know, this was only the beginning. It became a battle of wills on his manhood. Jewel's pace constantly quickened and slowed maddingly. It appeared that she was learning to spot the signs of him getting closer by the way his pulse quickened and his heart sped up. And she would slow down to counter it. 
but eventually it seemed to frustrate her as well because she sped right up until Adam had absolutely zero chance of fighting it off. His body was betraying him and there was nothing he could do to stop it. Come for me, human, she said, and like his manhood was listening only to her now, Adam felt his balls tighten and jet after jet of hot seeds shot from his tip right into her hand as she cooed over his shoulder and he grunted, feeling his self-loathing increasing with every single jet that she pulled from him. Wow, impressive. You must have been really backed up there, my servant. But then I suppose you don't get a lot of chance to get a relief for yourself in your brotherhood now, do you? She said, not as a question, but as a statement, which Adam did not respond to, simply choosing to stand there panting, fighting how he is now weakened knees as he tried to regain his senses and some measure of control. Rather than wash her hand clean, Jewel simply lifted it in front of her face and looked at the thick white liquid that coated her fingers, creating translucent strands hanging between the fingertips. And to his amazement, she brought it up and sniffed at it, before, to his further amazement, she actually licked some off her fingertip. Being able to make him orgasm on command had filled Jewel with such a rush of power and adrenaline. Never in her life had she felt so powerful, so in control. It was like taking over her very being, like the purest drug she could ever imagine. So powerful was it that she didn't even notice the truly pitiful look that was now on her servant's face, or even the self-loathing that was swimming around in his eyes blatantly. All she was saw was the pretty blush on his face and chest. As she lifted up his seed-covered hand to inspect it, she caught a whiff of the scent, and no sooner had a little wisp of it entered her nostrils than she felt truly compelled to get more. So she brought it closer to her face and took a proper smell of it. It had an almost earthy, musky, pheromone-laden scent to it, and as soon as it entered her lungs, she felt a powerful rush of heat through her stomach and loins. It was like some kind of aphrodisiac for her kind. She felt compelled to taste his seed. And before she could even begin to chase that disgusting intrusive thought from her brain, she actually had it on her tongue, and the taste hit her like a red-hot fluffy punch. The seed sent every single one of her senses crazy. It was like it lit her very blood on fire in her veins. It made the th fog in her brain thicker now than her downy coat, and all she could think about was getting more of this, and she knew just how to do it. Before Adam had a chance to collect his thoughts or to process any of what had just transpired, Jewel had taken hold of his shoulders and steered him towards the edge of the bath. Trying to dry off, we have important things to take care of, she declared, and before he even knew what was going on, Adam found himself outside of the bath, stood holding a towel, and Jules stood before him, looking at him expectantly. Well, what are you waiting for? She asked impatiently, and Adam reached out and began to dry her feathers off, carefully, making sure not to pull out any or break any, as he ran it all over an entire body, before she handed him what appeared to be some kind of handheld hair dryer that had been modified slightly with some sort of narrow pr probing tip. Place this in between my feathers while I dry you, she said, snatching the towel from him and beginning to rub his much easier to dry skin. So he did as he was told, turned the device on so they began to 
emit a soft humming breathing noise and as a constant stream of hot air pumped out of the end of it. As he placed it in between her feathers, she could act, he could actually track the path of the hot air as the feathers began to puff up in its wake. Pretty soon she began to resemble a puffball as all her feathers fluffed up as they dried out. Once he was done, Jewel simply shook herself from head to talon, making all of her feathers shimmy and realign themselves. Kind of like watching a giant organic slide puzzle slotting all the pieces into place on its own. Once he was once that was done, Joel took the feather dryer from him and turned it off, then grasped his hand before pulling him towards the living room. Um, what about our clothes, mistress? Adam conf said, confused by her rush. Leave them. Won't need them for a while. Now, wait for me in the bedroom. I need to find something she said without looking at him as she let go of his hand and pushed him towards the bedroom. Adam was confused, but he did as he was told, heading through to her bedroom, where he stood looking around while she rummaged around the living room before a tri cry of triumph announced that she'd found what she was looking for. She emerged a moment later into the bedroom carrying a small box and what appeared to be a length of rope, which really didn't fill Adam with any kind of hope or confidence. In fact, upon seeing the rope, Adam actually felt himself beginning to shake. I was awarded these after the completion of my unity training. In order to come, become an officer in our army, one must display the highest level of cohesion, trust and unity with your fellow soldiers possible. So in order to display that you are not only capable of not only taking control of a situation, but to work together as perfect one, two applicants are cuffed together and you have to take a step willingly off the edge of the city. Then it's up to you, the pair of you, to work together to be able to fly back to the city. Not many ever take the plunge, and fewer still succeed. Most fall and wind up having to be retrieved. Or they panic and do the locks and free themselves on the way down, therefore failing the task, she said proudly. Adam was horrified as she opened the box, to reveal a pair of strong-looking leather manacles that were joined together with a series of small but strong-looking silver chains. They had also awkward-looking kind of clasp locks that were blatantly designed so they could be undone with a free hand. But if the person was wearing both of them, it would be near impossible for them to get them off yourself. Give me your hands, she commanded, and he looked at her in alarm. Uh, you know I can't fly, right, mistress? He said in alarm, but she looked at him and then burst out laughing. I know that, silly boy. Oh no, I have other intentions for these tonight. Now, give me your hands, she said once again, commanding him. So Adam felt his heart bouncing hard in his chest as he held out his shaking hands. So caught up in her fantasy, in her right, in her control that she didn't even register or notice his blatantly obvious fear or reluctance. She didn't take note of his sh shaking hands as he held them out to her, with the look of pleading in his eyes silently begging her not to do this to him. No, not a single one of these blatantly obvious red flags managed to break through Jules' lust-fogged mind. She only saw what she wanted to see, what she wanted and it didn't even occur to her that he, he would not want the same thing, or would not be willing. As she looked at his naked and cuffed body, she felt a rush of power. 
He looked absolutely amazing in naught but his skin, and that red blush to his flesh. A part of her wanted to punish him for all his kind had done to hers since their arrival, and a small voice in the back of her mind whispered that she should show him in no uncertain terms who was in charge here, make it so that he would never question her authority again. So foggy now was her head that a little voice of reason that was positively screaming at her not to do this, that if she had given him her word that she would be breaking her oath, that she would be punishing someone who was already being punished essentially for nothing but her own gratification was falling on deaf ears. Turn around and bend over the bed, she commanded, and Adam hung his head and nodded, looking very hesitant and untrusting. But still he did as he was told, getting down on his knees so he could bend forward over the bed. Put your hands out in front of you, she said, and once again he obeyed, stretching out his manacled hands towards the sideboard of the opposite side of the bed, where she let out the rope so she could loop one side through the chains of the manacles, tying it off, before pulling it to the bar on the opposite side of the bed, which was against the wall where the supporting bar for her house led round the length of the wall. She looped the rope over it and tied it, making sure to pull it taut so that his hands were stretched out taut in front of him, and with his knees on the ground locked up against the bed. He was basically face down on the bed and he really couldn't move now, so he was now powerless to stop what was coming next, and the rush it gave her was incredible. Your kind has harassed and killed mine ever since you came here. You invade our lands, kill our people, and for what? She said, feeling a rush of anger mixing in with the pure lust that she saw. Adam's exposed rear poking up in the air now. I wish I knew, mistress, Adam said in a pitiful sounding voice. Well, not so powerful now, are you, human? Jewel said as if he had said nothing before she even realised what she was do going to do. She'd smacked his ass with a crack so sharp it sounded like a gunshot in the quiet room. Adam yelled out as the pain hit him like a thousand sharp needles being driven into his flesh. For a moment, he thought that she'd actually struck him with something, and it was only when he managed to get his head just around far enough to see her bare hand, which, thanks to years of training, was as hard as concrete, and realised she wasn't holding anything. I asked you a fucking question, human, she yelled, and he hit him. she hit him again, making him yell out in pain. This was a fucking nightmare. All his worst fears had finally become a reality. No, he yelled, and she struck him again. No what, she yelled, striking him yet again. Mistress, he barely had time to say before the next strike came. And with it, Adam felt his soul collapsing in on itself. All her promises, all her words, they were all empty. All fucking empty. As empty as his heart now felt. The blows continu came continually to the point where all he could feel was the pain. He couldn't move thanks to the awkward position he'd been locked in. But after what felt like forever, she either got bored, or maybe her hand began to ache because she finally did stop, and moved to the wall ahead of him, releasing the rope from the wall. Adam's head was so foggy from the pain he didn't know what to think anymore. He was barely hanging on to his sanity as it was, but what little he did have left 
knew that what would come next would forever break him and forever change him. The relief he felt from the physical pain was only temporary, because at the end of the day humans are much as much emotional creatures as we are physical ones. You can just as easily break a human being without ever actually laying a hand upon them, as you can do with stones and sticks. Jewel pulled the rope to the top of the bed, hauling him up onto it, and tying his hands now above his head to the headboard via the chains of the manacles. You belong to me now, human, a penance for your crimes against us, and after tonight you will be under no illusion who is in charge. You belong to me. Jewel snarled down, looking at him and licking her beak. There was a cruel look in her eyes now, and it filled Adam with such deep dread that was so powerful it felt like it was consuming him from the inside out. He didn't know what to think or what to do. But what could he do? He was powerless here. You are an instrument of my will, my desire, my want, and you will give me whatever I want, whenever I want it. And you, or you will know my wrath, she stated, looking down his body while licking her beak and making Adam feel sick to his stomachs. All the thoughts of her once being a beautiful woman now vanished like paper thrown into a fire. Here was the real Jewel. As Jewel looked down at the helpless human bound below her, she placed a taloned foot onto his chest so he could get a look at her sharp talons and he could see the true power she held over him. She clenched them a little so they pricked his skin and drew a small amount of blood where they just about pierced his skin, making him wince. But oddly, the expression in his eyes never changed. It was like looking into the eyes of a doll, glassy, but not really there. But this all-consuming fog in her mind didn't even allow her to see it, to see the truth of what she'd already done, let alone what she was about to do. Jewel noticed that Adam's manhood was not filled with blood and ready to go as she'd hoped it would be. It was flaccid and shriveled between his legs. So she moved his legs apart with her foot, exposing it. Immediately she reached down and seized it, pumping it with her hand in order to force blood into it. It was always a common misconception that just because a male had an erection that he was aroused. It was much as a mechanical part of their body as any other. Just like a joint could be forced to bend under pressure, this could be forced to work against their will as well. It was just a mechanical part at the end of the day. It didn't take her long to bring it to full mast, and it swelled and throbbed in her hand as powerful and as fast as, the, as it mirrored his heartbeat. Suddenly Adam found his voice. P- please, mistress, not like this. Please don't do this to me. He said in a whisper that was so quiet it was barely audible, and the voice of her reason screamed at her, but it was too late, far too late. The fog of her anger and her lust had won. She lowered herself onto him and lined him up with her dripping loins, and with a single movement she took him right to the hilt. She screeched at the size of him as it stretched her flesh out. He was just so much bigger and thicker of any of her kind that it was fucking incredible this is mine now you are mine you belong to me she screeched as the intense pleasure of the alien manhood inside her scraped against her sensitive inner flesh as it moulded around his and she began to rock her hips driving him as deep as he would go inside her 
Jewel ran her hands up his bare chest and felt the trickles of blood smear across his bare skin as she ran her hands up over his exposed throat until she had his head in her, clasped in her strong hands. She reached down and using her beak to force open his lips, she shoved her tongue into his mouth, tasting every single one of his alien teeth and the sweetness of his saliva. A frenzy overcame her movements. She began to drive herself onward faster and faster as her passion t turned form a fire and began to rage now as an inferno as the sensation of having powerless to resist her and buried to his hilt within her drove her forwards. You taste as sweet as you look, my servant, she yelled, rearing up so she could force his tip to crash into her womb now, over and over until she felt it. She felt the tightening in her belly, indicating that she was very close to her reward, and by the tightening and twitching of his manhood she knew he was close as well. Together, we will come together, she yelled, and that's when it hit her, an explosion so powerful it tit threatened to tear her very soul from her body and she clamped down on him. She felt the heat of the first liquid jet hitting her womb and she let out a pleasure-filled screech. Yes, my servant! She yelled, throwing her head back as the pleasure rocked her to her very core. Never before she felt like this. Never before had one of her kind managed to achieve this. Yet this human had managed to achieve it twice in one day and the second time it wasn't even him doing the work. If this wasn't proof that the two species were meant for one another, then what was? Adam's mind was so filled with regret, fear, self-loathing, despair, guilt, that he barely felt anything else now. Not the pain, not the pleasure of being inside a beautiful woman, not the powerful orgasm that she'd managed to wring out of him. All he had was negativity and darkness. He simply lay there as she took her pleasure from him. And even as he looked up at her truly beautiful form, he didn't see her. It was like he was looking right through her. His mind had shut itself off from his body to try and protect itself. It left him naught but an empty shell. But one series of thoughts did manage to head with him into the darkness of the depths of his mind. Is this what I am now? Is this what I've become of me? Am I just simply a toy now? Why didn't I die with my comrades? What kind of man does this make me that... Can I even call myself a man anymore? Because what kind of man would let this happen to them? Jewel collapsed forward onto Adam's chest and lay there revelling in the feeling of his silk-smooth skin, of the warmth of him penetrating her feathers and adding to her own the feeling of his still-throbbing human manhood that was buried in her depths. Depths that had barely ever seen the attentions of a male and now were filled to the brim with a human. She panted and revelled in the afterglow of the sensations flooding through her. It was like the purest mix of pleasure and relief she'd ever felt in her life. She just couldn't resist nuzzling the side of Adam's jaw and cheek. It had felt absolutely amazing. Not a bit what she'd expected. But then when Adam didn't move, a sharp little niggle of concern pricked the back of her mind and it made her lift her head and look at him. And what she saw hit her like a slap of a super mutant out of the shadows. In a single second, one single second, 
that fog that had clouded her mind, controlled her actions and clouded her vision, vanished like dust in a hurricane. And in its place, cold, hard reality and truth stabbed her clean in the heart now. Adam looked like a fucking doll. His eyes were glassy and unfocused. He was staring off into space. For an actual dreadful moment, she actually thought he was dead. But then she could feel his heart beating through her chest and even feel the throbbing of his manhood still inside her. And that's when she heard it, as clear as a bell on an early morning. The voice of her reason and conscience screamed into her mind like a banshee with a fucking megaphone. Look at what you have done. Look what you did to him. He fucking trusted you. You gave him your word. And look what you did to him. It screamed in full volume inside her skull. Instant fear, panic, regret, horror and so many other emotions hit her in a whirlwind strike as the reality of what she had just done to this poor, poor man sunk in all at once. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Please no. Adam. Adam, can you hear me? She exclaimed, reaching up and gripping his chin, turning his head so that his eyes met hers. But they just continued to look right through her. Adam, I'm going to release you. Hold on, she said and quickly tried to undo the manacles. All the time her fingers were shaking hard as the hard edge of panic and regret tore at her heart. No sooner had she released his hands, his arms slumped to his side, limp and lifeless. And Adam turned slowly away rolling himself into a protective ball away from her. And even from here she could see the tears running down his face now, despite him not really blinking. It was like they'd just reacted all on their own. What had she done? It took her a moment to realise that he was speaking, but not to her, to himself. And it was the same thing over and over again in a repeating loop. What did I do wrong? I'm not a man now. How can I be a man now? He was whispering to himself in a voice so filled with pure despair and grief that it tore her very soul to shreds. Out of the corner of her eye she saw the redness of his rear end and her mind instantly replayed the what she had done to him, the indignities she had inflicted upon him the unjustified pain and the cruelty that she had perpetrated against him for nothing more than a selfish power trip. Oh no, what have I done? Why did I do this to you? Oh great flock, please, please, please bring him back. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean any of this. I didn't mean to do this. Please, I didn't mean to do this. Please, gods, bring him back. She sobbed as the absolute truth of what she had done hit her. She had beat him and raped a defenceless man who had entrusted, been entrusted to her as a servant. Adam simply responded by rolling himself into a tight ball and now his repeating loop was just saying what did I do wrong over and over and over again. Jill went to place a hand on him, but then froze with her hand hanging in midair. She saw him beginning to shake harder and harder, the closer that her hand came to his skin. 
his mind was beginning to f come back to him and it was filling him with grief and fear. Fear of her. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to atone for this, Adam. I swear it to you. I'm so fucking sorry. Please, please believe me. I didn't mean to do any of this to you. I, I lost myself. I don't know why I did this. I just took it out on you. You didn't deserve any of this. Please, please believe me. I never meant to do this to you. She wailed as the grief of seeing the bruises and marks all over his rear, let alone the blood smears and cuts on his chest left from her talons. She had hurt him, abused him, and worse, scarred him. His skin had been so clear and smooth and beautiful, and now he was marked because of her and her selfishness. Jewel swore, swore with a fury and a passion she'd never felt both him and herself, that she was going to fix this. She was going to make it right, if such a thing was possible. And what made it worse in her mind was that her people actually see as what she had done here, as that she had done nothing wrong here. Because by their laws, he was her property. And it could simply as such, she could basically do with what she wanted with him. But the truth of it was, she had truly never meant to do any of this. And she felt, found herself feeling truly terrified at her complete and utter loss of control. Not to mention her cruelty against a totally defenceless and defeated man who had done nothing wrong and done nothing to deserve this. What had come over her? What could lead her to do such a vile thing? A cold and ice-filled determination filled her soul now. She was going to fix this. She was going to make it right again. She was going to heal him and she was going to make him whole again. But the real question, the one that now permeated her soul, how? Ah, that was chapter 95, ladies and gentlemen. Normally at this point I would say the uh, list off a load of questions to view next time, but I'm pretty sure Jewel did that all her own, on her own at the end of this one. And I do know that this subject is pretty touchy and, yeah, kind of a miserable one to deal with. So, if anybody has been affected by these topics, obviously reach out to somebody you can trust. Speak to someone, don't leave it locked away. Until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you next time. <laughs>